What is the number one prime directive? Number one is to end my life. That's the number one prime directive. Number two, to get this into her hands and for it to blow up. Number two. Now, I'm, t I I'm going through some real weird, um, crazy fucking idea. This is what I'm thinking. Scenario number one. I go the safe route of Federal Express coming over here, picking up the, uh, the package, this and that, boom, boom, boom. Filling all that information out, everything's fine, alright, bye bye bye. Before you, uh, give them the money, da da da, bye bye. And then blowing my house. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode number 135 of Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries for a, a balmy Florida night in April of uh the sixth day of our lord 2019 i don't know uh, what does that even mean april 6th saturday april 6th jesus yeah. this is already a bad start to the podcast i'm here with mike and um yeah how you doing mike i'm doing good how about you i'm doing okay uh a little 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 concerned right now i'm a little uh on edge a little jumpy not jumpy um worrisome i guess you could say yeah. Uh, went into the doctor for a uh, other condition that I won't say, but it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a serious condition. But uh, anyway, um, when I was there, I had this little bump on my shoulder that I've had uh, for about oh, okay. a month and a half, and I just I sat in my computer chair weird one day and I just felt it and I was like, what the hell is this? And uh, I just I don't know I just thought it was like a muscle knot or something and. Yeah. Um, when I went into the doctor, it was kind of like one of those things like I was like, oh, by the way, while I'm here for this one thing, primarily, can you can you just feel this lump and tell me that it's nothing like I figure, you know, muscle knot or something. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, the lady feels it. it's not my normal doctor. She's just an RN, you know, but, you know, so, I mean, I don't know how much more or less her knowledge would be about this, but she's like, um, she's like, yeah, I would get a sonogram of that. And I'm like, uh what <laughs> yeah well it's just it's just to be uh safe you know that's 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 what that is yeah you know it could easily just be benign and nothing to it whatsoever but yeah in order to be safe it's like yeah I, i'd get a sonogram i would too if you know because it's like with the, if it is if it turns out not to be benign which i i don't think that would be the case god forbid but if that does happen, when you catching it early is the best thing. Yeah, yeah, and I so I started asking her. I was like, "Well, you know, let's go back to that whole sonogram thing," because she just we just kind of yeah. moved on. I was like, "Well, what is?" Yeah. I was like, "You kind of got me freaked out about the sonogram uh -huh. thing." You know, are you are you saying like I should get it? Like, as in this might be like a cancer type thing type sonogram deal? And she's like, "Oh no, no." She's like, you would know if you had cancer, you know, cancer comes on and it hits you like a ton of bricks or blah, da, da, blah, da, da, blah. And she's like, yeah, she's she, got a point. She's like, have you been running a fever? And I'm like, no. 
Honestly, I haven't. I, I never, I, get, I barely even get headaches, let alone a fever. I was like, no, uh-huh. I haven't been running a fever. Um, she's like, have you had night sweats? I'm like, nope. Dry as a bone every day, every time I wake up in the morning, you know, sheets yeah. are dry, no night sweats. She's like, have you had any weight loss or weight gain? Not, not really. That's not, not an unexplainable weight loss or weight gain. I can explain any pounds I lost or gained by my diet. <laughs> yeah. And she's, me too. you know, she's like, um, <laughs> I don't know, she's asking me all this shit, and I'm just like, yeah, uh-huh. no, and, you know, then she listened to my heart and my lungs, and she's like, you're a very healthy young man. Yeah, so you're, you're probably fine. It's just a skin lesion or something, or maybe it's uh, something that's underneath the skin. Maybe there's a little uh, bacterial infection. That's a possibility, too. I know my stepdad, um, I, I'm just going to say, you know, ahead of time, sorry, listeners, this is pretty gross. Um, but he had, he had, a had some kind of, uh, infection in his back that they ended up having to cut out. And, uh, so sometimes that can happen. Like you can get these, uh, something, I think maybe it's like a gland or something gets uh, infected and then it just swells up and, you know, it just gets all full of pus and nasty shit. Gross. And you have to like you know, go to a doctor and have them cut it out or whatever. I think mine's, you know? I think, I, I want to say mine's a lymph node that's that's a little bit that's possible. bigger, and that's... But I would look into where the lymph nodes are, like, is there really a lymph node yeah, there? Yeah, there, 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 you know? there is. It's the supraclavicular okay. lymph right. node, um, and, and that's the one that's... That's the only thing. Well, that's the only thing that's got me freaked out is that it's a it's a I I believe that it's a lymph node that is bigger than usual, and that's yeah, that's usually concerning, or, or it's not usually concerning. It's it's. I would say definitely don't look on WebMD. I've, I dude, oh, dude, I've already fucked myself, Mike. I, <laughs> you don't know. I've already fucked myself. I'm I'm dying of cancer. I have a few weeks to live, according to the internet. You, you, you and your. Uh anxiety oh don't yeah need oh dude i've already <laughs> fucked myself in the butt with that oh yeah i i've been all on the internet looking at all the websites and like oh man i'm fucked because <laughs> <laughs> all i you know i'm just dealing with a, a sore thumb because i don't know what the fuck happened i think i i scraped the cuticle or something and it's just it's just not healing right away so i'm uh just putting a Band-Aid on it and whatever and just playing the waiting game. Yeah, I have to play pretty, the fucking... It's pretty annoying, though, because... And it does hurt a decent amount, and it's like it's on my right hand, which is my dominant hand, and, you know, I use my hand a lot at work, so it's just kind of like... Yo, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm having to play the fucking waiting game right now, too, because... You're going to go to a different doctor and have them look at it? No, I have to go and get a sonogram. And at first, the lady was wanting... Welcome our non-American listeners. Here's a little Here's a little look inside American healthcare. So she was wanting to send me to, a ho- to the hospital. And the hospital was going to be charging me facility fees and this, that, and the other. And it was going to be like about $1,000 to get this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. And on top of that, I did not enroll in health insurance for 2019 because I was like, eh, I'll just pay out of pocket. It's all a ripoff anyway. And then this, <laughs> then this shit's happening now. And, yep. and I actually do need health insurance because, you know, uh-huh. I need to pay for all these, you know. So were you shit. able to access the free one or because you're making enough money, you probably aren't 
weren't able to access the free. Well, what I'm doing is I'm going to a third party imaging center that's going to uh, do the sonogram for a lot cheaper. Um, And I was actually able to sign up for health insurance, even though I missed the uh, open enrollment period. Okay. Yeah, normally you can. Normally you can do that. Yeah. I mean, I did that with uh, the state health insurance on my end. The dental sucks, though. So oh, dude, yeah, really dude. I mean, unless it. you're paying like big bucks, all all of it's pretty much gonna suck. I mean, the ins- like <laughs> the, the the one time it didn't suck is like, for instance, like uh, the stuff with the foot surgery actually wasn't that bad, and neither was um, the uh, medicine that I had to take. So, but that's pretty, you know. Yeah, Simple. it's pretty sad in this country yeah. when it comes to healthcare. Like the operative phrase is, "Well, don't get sick," because <laughs> if you do, then you're kind of fucked unless you have a or lot of don't, money. Don't break your fucking leg and you can't work. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's 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 so true. I mean it's like if you get sick, you are kind of unless you have money, you're fucked. Because I mean, even if even if you do have health insurance. If it's not like the Cadillac upper tier health insurance and you have something ma- going majorly wrong with you, then uh, you're going to need a lot like better insurance. You're going to have a higher deductible or copay uh-huh. or whatever, or higher premium. You're just going to get all kinds of you're going to have to deal with all kinds of bullshit. And it just it's it's so insane that we haven't done anything about uh, health care in this country yet. You know, and uh, like Obama did the whole Obamacare I thing. I think he and, tried, but it just wasn't it wasn't as uh, effective as it as it could I be. I mean, it, it, it gave you basic coverage, basically. But if you needed, for instance, to see a therapist because you aren't doing good mentally yeah. or whatever. It, yeah. Well, that's that's a normal thing anyway with any health insurance lately. Yeah. They, yeah. Even the good health care plans and only give even, you like three even, visits. Well, even my step, you know, uh, you know, my stepdad and everything that he's been through, you know, he d- didn't really have, we had to pay out of pocket. Um, and I've actually been fairly close to, to a psychiatrist for most of my life in turn, because he's been, you know, really big part of, of my life in terms of like helping me, uh, move on and, and be better than than I used to be, and in terms of uh, getting over a lot of things regarding uh, the stumbling blocks that I that I had, and in some ways still have when it comes to my Aspergers. So I actually interviewed him recently for a documentary I did about mental illness for a class, and he was talking about how as a doctor and a psychiatrist, like he hates having to refuse service to people because they don't have the right health insurance. Yeah. It's crappy, but I'll keep everyone in the loop on, you know, my results and everything. Yeah, please do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think everything would be okay. I do, too. Like I said, it could just be like a skin thing. It might not even be anything that serious. It might not even be a lymph-related thing. Um, it could be some kind of bacterial infection. Yeah. A possibility as well. I just, I'm not showing any symptoms whatsoever, and I mean, like... Well, if it hurts, if it's starting to hurt, is that what you're saying? It was starting to bother you when you moved in a certain way? No, I mean, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't even really hurt that bad. I mean, the, the only reason why it's been sore lately is because I keep poking at it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I'm, like, getting obsessed with it. But anyway, well, enough about my node. 
I'll 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 let you uh, hopefully Monday or Tuesday by the time. Have you thought it was just like a pimple or something? No, I I, I thought it was a muscle knot. You know, like muscle knots yeah. are like these hard uh, kind of bumps in your muscle tissue. And I do work yeah. out and I do do repetitive motion with like lifting these heavy speakers for my well, DJing it could job. Be that uh, I don't think it's a muscle knot. I think I think it is uh, a, a lymph node, uh, an enlarged lymph node. Uh, but you know, we'll we'll see. <laughs> But yeah, so just aside from dealing with the anxiety caused by that, uh, I've been doing all right, I guess. Although, quite honestly, ever since that has happened, it's kind of hard to... What has that been the last couple days? Yeah, that happened a couple it, days ago? yeah, they told me Thursday, and at first it didn't okay. really hit me, but then kind of the more I thought about it, I was like, wait a second, like, what... I mean, the doctor said no, like it, it, it it's... Oh, yeah. You know, there, it's not cancer or whatever, but we do need to get checked out. But then when I called to get um, her referral redirected to the third party clinic, you know, because it's cheaper, uh-huh. um, the, the guy was telling me that she had a status of a stat on it. I guess that means that she wants this done as soon as possible. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm like, OK, so, so she says that it's not cancer, uh-huh. but she wants me to get in there as soon as possible. Yeah. That kind of freaked me out. So I well, that's ki- that's kind of what they would say. You know, for anything like this, yeah, it would just be a stat thing. Just get it looked at, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't automatically mean. Thank you, Mike, for being so optimistic. (laughs) I need, I need the optimism right now. I'm sorry. I I just, I just watched this documentary on the Bjork stalker, and now it it put my mind in a dark place. I guess, which is what we'll be talking about today is um, the uh, stalker of uh, the singer Bjork. Um. I, I remember hearing about this guy. This was actually a Mike suggestion because a lot of people yeah. liked the Elliot Rogers one, and I really enjoyed doing that one um, because my, yeah. I, I, my heart was in it a hundred percent on that one. Because I well, with, with uh, I just started to get kind of uh, interested in this case because out of nowhere, I think I was just I don't forgot exactly where I was. It was in the middle of like some deep dive on YouTube, and it just I just wound up on a video that was talking about Ricardo Lopez, and I was like. Huh. This guy is definitely your textbook uh creepy psycho. But at the same time, there was something that was just so compelling about him especially when it definitely when it comes to the fact that there's just all this taped evidence like that he taped himself and like much like oh yeah, Roger who taped himself too, but this is this is a little bit even more uh crazier because you actually do see on on tape like this descent into madness yeah i mean this guy's different than elliot roger in a couple different ways it's not as this guy isn't as dramatic he's more of no. your textbook crazy sociopath uh-huh Elliot Rogers had a I lot more. I don't even more. know if he was a sociopath. I think he's just a, a part of me thinks that maybe he's not your traditionally mentally ill person that he just got so isolated from the outside world and so just lost in this obsession with with the singer Bjork that that's what eventually caused him to lose his mind. 
Yeah, I think he had a mental breakdown. I, and I don't think he was necessarily an incel either. Like he didn't se- no. he didn't seem to be a guy who was really distraught over the fact no. that he couldn't get laid. In fact, he he, he didn't even yeah. he didn't even want to have sex with Bjork because he loved no. her so much. He could never have sex with her because he loved uh-huh. her. Well, he also, you know, he said he said things before on tape or, you know, like, oh, I had desires and stuff like that. But, you know, I was fat and not very attractive. And Yeah, I remember hearing about this case a long time ago um, that, that she had a stalker and he like sent her uh, a video of him like killing himself because she wouldn't. You know, respond but I don't to think, him. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think he's. That's not what happened. He, he. She never got the videos. What happened was he tried to send her a package that was disguised to look like it's some uh, Electra Records thing. Yeah. No. I, and, I'm not saying that my uh, the story yeah. that I was told was correct. It's just what I remember <laughs> hearing about, and yeah. I just remember thinking, "Geez, like." Bjork man like that must have really fucked with her head to a certain degree and she was like you know younger kind of when that was going on now first Uh of all I'll I'll just say my my history with Bjork is uh, I I think that she is one of the most um, unique and very talented individuals out there especially in the female artist spectrum I think she's one of the most talented female artists because her music just is so transcendent of, uh, you know, any kind of like gender or race or age bracket. It's just like you listen to her music and it's like, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I, it definitely doesn't seem it's it, unique is a great way to put it. One of a kind. Yeah. I'm not a super big fan of her music, but I appreciate it. Uh, the The music that I've heard because it does have this timeless sound to it like it doesn't really sound like it's stuck in a particular time no, period you can't li- you wouldn't listen to, to it appeal to a specific audience in a specific time yeah you wouldn't listen to any of her album well the her two biggest albums in my opinion her two best albums were post and homog hom- homogenic um uh-huh. and those came out in the mid 90s uh those were both of those albums are incredible um, I suggest listening to the track Yoga, which is how she spells it as J-O-G-A, Yoga. Uh-huh. Uh, that, is, that is a beautiful track. Um, and she's just uh, one of a kind. And she's very she's got a very unique look. She's a very uh, attractive uh, woman sometimes. And then other times I'm like, I don't know. Like I get so confused by her. I was like, I, yeah. I don't know if I'm attracted to her or not. I think I am. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she's hot, <laughs> but I'm unsure. But, uh, no, her, her music's really good. I, the, like I said, I have two of her albums and I really like them a lot. And, you know, she's a true artist because she, she released an album in, I want to say 2003, was it called Medulla or something? And it, it was one of her albums she did. It was all, uh, made with the with human voices, uh-huh. and I I wasn't a a fan of that. Um, and she did weird. She would do weird stuff like that, but that's because she's an artist, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, her music videos are also. Oh, uh, her really music videos too. are fantastic. Uh, she worked with a lot of different uh, fantastic music video directors, namely Michelle Gondry, 
who did the, uh -huh. the White Stripes fell in love with a girl video with the Lego who pieces. Who would go on to direct films, I think, like uh, be kind, Eternal Sunshine. Be Kind of Rewind, yep, Eternal Sunshine. Um, the Spotless Mind. Yeah one, yeah, one of my favorite movies of all time, honestly. Um, with, especially one of my favorite Jim Carrey roles, for sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a great film. And she also worked with Spike Jones for one of her videos. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris Cunningham, who's like one of my mu most favorite music video directors of all time. So she she always worked with really creative people, really creative directors, and she's going to be remembered in the music, uh, the, you know, timeline. She's definitely going to have her place in there. And she, you know, was also very unique in terms of her style too. I mean, I, I remember like, didn't she dress up as a swan? Yeah, one, she had. Yeah, she had this. Um, it was kind of stupid, actually. Yeah, it was a swan dress. She had a right? swan dress. Yeah, it was a fake swan. It wasn't a real swan, but it was like this fake-looking swan with the neck, the swan neck wrapped uh -huh. around her neck. And, you know, swans have long necks, so yeah. it's like a necklace. And then the body is like this Tarzan-esque, like, uh -huh. toga thing around her. Um, yeah, it was stupid, but whatever, you know. <laughs> that that's one thing people remember her for it, she, it was, it's like that's like that was like a meme before memes were a thing you know yeah. like so you know we so we've established that bjork is awesome that i'm a fan of her music and um that she's probably hot and the jury's out on that sometimes <laughs> uh, talking about her great music videos if you want to see uh, i can recommend um Actually, the video that got this guy obsessed with her was a video called Human Behavior. Mm -hmm. And that's a pretty cool video. Um, and he just saw that video and he's like, wow, she's so beautiful. She's so unique. Um, that's a pretty good video. But I would recommend um, All is Full of Love. That's a great video. It's two robots. Um, you just watch it. And um, Bachelorette is another great video that she did. Um, and they actually do have a video for all, dude, all her videos, just watch all her videos. They're literally all good. A more recent one, Declare Independence. They're, they're all good. One of my, one of my favorite female artists, uh, if not my favorite female artist, uh, would be Bjork, honestly. Yeah. That's why for you personally, like if this guy got away with it, like, oh, I'd, yeah, no, I'd be so much, ang yeah. The, so I watched uh -huh. a documentary about this before we started and the whole time, well, I think it's a documentary is a little. It's putting it lightly Whatever. to me. Whatever, it's like because it, it was uh, it's like a twenty twenty special. Nightline? Yeah, it, was, it wasn't Nightline. It was something Diane Sawyer hosted. Yeah, it was one of those yeah. like late, you know, after the news type things on ABC or something. It's like uh -huh. you know, half tabloid, half you know, factual. Surprisingly, Dan Aykroyd made an appearance on there. Yeah, yeah it was ABC primetime. There you go. But now, like, as I was watching that that sh that program, you know, in doing research for this podcast, when it when we rarely do research, this was one of the rare times. Um, it might have been the only time, the first time. But anyway, um, I'm I'm just joking, or maybe I'm not. That's for you to decide. As I'm watching it, I'm I, I have to keep reminding myself that he didn't get away with it, and it was such a sigh of relief because you know you watch a lot of these, and it's like really bad endings i'm like well yeah i mean a lot of the a lot of these stalkers a lot of these stories they end in murder yeah oh, yeah uh mark david chapman you know killed john lennon uh john hinkley jr didn't end up killing ronald reagan but he got close uh yolanda saldivar she killed selena that that would be a good one for us to cover yeah they have a whole i think they have a whole movie on that shit 
Well, I know they have a Selena movie. I don't know if it's based around her maid or her fan or whatever, her big fan who was managing her fan. Well, I mean, speaking of Hinkley, uh, Ricardo even mentions Hinkley. He's talking about how, because initially he was obsessed with Gina Davis. He was initially obsessed with Gina Davis, the actress from uh, Cutthroat Island, Long Kiss Goodnight, Thumb on the Wheeze, The Fly with Je- with Jeff Goldblum. Um, one of my favorite actresses. I've always liked Gina Davis. And apparently he got pissed at her and was like, no, I'm not no longer obsessed with her because she ended a long-term... Because she ended a long-term relationship and then quickly began a new relationship with another man and so on and so forth. So he was done with her. But he mentioned Hinkley when he's talking about how he watched them and Louise more times than Hinkley watched Taxi Driver. Yeah. Because you know, like Elliot Rogers, he he became fascinated with the with you know other sociopaths and crazy people. Mm-hmm. That's kind of so, a textbook thing. Yeah. So in order to really kind of uh, not kind of in order to set the stage here, let's talk about Ricardo's early life. So Ricardo Lopez was born on January fourteenth, nineteen seventy five, in Uruguay into a middle-class family who moved to the United States and settled in Georgia. See, this is a difference here. He even says on tape it, his family treated him well. They weren't the problem. See, a lot of the time you have, like, these these individuals are talking about how bad their family life or how bad, you know, shitty they had it growing they up. They were molested. Yeah, or abused. Th- that isn't the case here with Lopez. What? Lopez had a good relationship with his family. He was described as easygoing but introverted. Lopez had a few male friends, but never had friendships with women or had a girlfriend as he had feelings and inadequacy and was awkward with girls. I mean, a lot of people can relate to that in terms of being awkward, you know, and being shy. Uh, dude, I'm still to this, to this day. I'm still awkward to this day. I have to admit the fact that I'm usually uh, kind of a pussy about uh, approaching a girl uh, sight unseen. At a, I have to psych myself up so long yeah. before I actually get up and and, and do it. So you're just like you're just sitting there, and be like, "Come on, I do. I get obsessed. I'll see a girl if I'm like if I think she's really attractive, and, and I feel like she's not with any. This is gonna sound super creepy to everyone listening to the podcast, but if if she seems like she's like not with anyone or whatever, and when I say not with anyone, I mean like not doesn't have a boyfriend, not as in oh she's alone. I can go prey upon her. I don't mean like that, but like I have to like, all right, all right, I'm gonna go up there. I'm gonna say what's up. And, and and like getting the hello out of the way is so hard. Hey, what's going on? She's like, oh, hey, not much. And I'm like, okay, I, I literally put all my energy into just approaching her, and just saying hey, and yeah. opening and opening it with hello. And then then and then I'm tasked, me being the guy, I'm tasked with carrying the conversation on and keeping that ball rolling. And that's what can kill me sometimes. Because I literally get so stressed out, I'm like start grabbing for random shit to talk about. I'm like, so. <laughs> Uh, there sure are a lot of bowling balls at this bowling alley. <laughs> you know, shit that I wouldn't even say to like a guy friend. You know, that's so perfect because that because that, that's that really, a lot of people, a lot of guys can relate to that because that happens a lot where they're just like, they just look around the place and they're just like, uh, gee, uh, yeah, uh, 
I sure have drank a lot, and I'm still able to walk over here and talk to you. Oh, that sounded bad. I mean, I would have still talked to you if I wasn't drunk. I don't get drunk all the time. I'm not an alcoholic. Oh, fuck. Now I'm talking too much. You know, yeah, that's yeah. that can be me sometimes. Other times I'm surprisingly smooth, and I don't know. It's just funny because, like, there's so many guys out there that's like, I don't give a fuck, bro. I just go up to a girl. I'm like, yo, what's up? You know, what's up? And the guys who say they don't care, like, I never see them not caring. Or, or I never I never <laughs> see them, like, approaching a girl and having that not care attitude. They just they just don't approach girls at all. I don't know. I just, I just think, I, I just, well, people who are, like, they don't give a shit. Like, they think they could just, you know, walk in a room and, like, just talk to any girl. Reminds me of that. Remember that SNL, the SNL skit, you know, the Roxbury guys? Yeah. You know, it was like, uh, uh, you know, you want to, you want to dance? You want to, you know, it's like, <laughs> they just start fucking, you know, violently dancing with these women and just being total fucking losers. Yeah. Yeah. So with aspirations to become a famous artist, Lopez dropped out of high school. Apparently he was intelligent. He wasn't stupid or anything. He just decided to drop out of high school to be an artist. However, he did not seriously pursue an artistic career due to his feelings of inferiority and fear of being rejected entry into art school. That's um, that that's not a good reason to not no. pursue it, dude. I'm sorry to say, no, I'm sorry not to, at all. Sorry to say, buddy. Sorry to say, I think the, he the, should. The, 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 you know, I wish I could get this guy in a room with fucking Elliot Rogers and be like, "Look, guys, the world's not easy." Okay, coming from a former incel, saying this to you who are currently incels and both equally pathetic. <laughs> Elliot, you might be a little bit more pathetic. Richard, I will get to you in a second. But it, 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 <laughs> I mean, Ricardo, Ricardo, whatever. <laughs> uh, it's like, guys, life's not easy. People are going to make fun of you. You're going to feel bad feelings sometimes. Stop being a fucking wimp and and and, and make a move, man. I'm pretty sure they've they've heard that before. It hasn't really, you know, it just falls in deaf ears. Um, with Ricardo, it seems like he was, I mean, if you listen to some of it, the his footage, you know, listen to uh, him speak on his video diaries, he, it seems like he's not really that bad of a guy at first. Just seems like a really introverted person who just doesn't really have an outlet or doesn't really have a connection that much of a connection with the outside world. Yeah. Which is a shame, you know, cause it's, it's I just look at these. I think if he stayed in school, he might've done better. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's a reason why he dropped out to begin with though. So, I mean, whatever was going on probably wouldn't yeah. have gotten, you know, without him actively, well, maybe if he had some kind of therapy or something yeah. early on in his, well, his life. Well, yeah, he, he, he had it later on in his life, but it was, I think, too little too late by then when he finally yeah, got therapy. Yeah, and he didn't really want to, and he wasn't really into it, didn't really... Because by that point, when he finally flick. did get therapy, he was already wanting to kill people and, and all that. Yeah. And, you know, you, you, you can't really tell a therapist that because then they, they actually will, like, call the police. And you'll and, get admitted. Yeah. Yeah. So he intermittently, he intermittently worked for his brother's pest control business to support himself. So, ironically enough, this man was an exterminator. Yes. Who ultimately exterminated himself and was planning on exterminating Bjork. 
So by the age of 17, Lopez had become socially reclusive, and as a means of escape, he retreated into the world of fantasies and became enthralled by celebrities. Celebrities more so than any other sort of uh, person in the public eye seem to attract these kinds of individuals. You don't rarely see that happening with book authors. I mean, sometimes you see it with athletes, but not to the same extent. You so see wait, a lot are of you time, differentiating football players and book authors from celebrities? I consider a celebrity anyone who's popular in the public eye. I guess I, I guess I kind of look at celebrities as more of like a like movie Hollywood stars, music sort of music uh, movie kind of thing. Um, but I can see where people can look at, you know, uh, sports stars as, as stuff like that. I mean, I would say like, uh, like but I just I don't think because when you throw in celebrity, I mean, you got remember the oh, what's her I mean, that, name that would on, be like saying the, Stephen King isn't a celebrity. Well, he's a writer to me and he's not in the public eye a whole lot. Lately. Yeah, but dude, that guy, that guy's a celebrity. Yeah. So, but I mean, there's other people, you know, like, for example, Kim Kardashian, you know, who I guess she's a celebrity, but only because she banged some guy and then had a TV show. Well, that was, yeah, same with Paris Hilton. She's famous mm -hmm. for being famous. God, that 2000 era vomit. <laughs> so, anyway, I guess anyone that's in the public eye seems to attract these type of individuals perhaps podcasters it's not the post it's, it's not the post postman you know it's, it's they don't they don't become obsessed with the post office worker or you know the clerk at uh, at a retail store well i don't know statistically it's, it's, uh, statistically people who get stalked uh they, they, there's a lot of just non-celebrities who get stalked to i mean anyway like and it, well, yeah. it's mainly women you know let's be honest it's mainly women yeah and if if the man if a man is getting stalked, it's not as I mean. But I, I meant I guess I mean like the ones that end up making. Uh, I, I guess for instance, show up the most on on the news. The ones that always seem to be uh, put in the spotlight are are ones dealing with celebrities. I don't know if this is a good enough point to push because honestly, celebrities are more visible. So it's like, of course, they would be the more well, yeah. more stalked. I mean, it's not really no. I, I it's not it's so it's like the. I'm just talking about how it's just another example of celebrities on the news getting uh, put above other individuals and other people who have had similar things that have, that have happened. Because you because it that's why. The thought pops in a lot of people's heads about stalkers, like they immediately think of celebrity stalkers. I don't know about that. I mean, I've had a, a bunch of female friends. I'm not saying everyone does, but I'm just saying there's a good chunk of people that they probably do have that. Thought I've had a bunch of female friends that have had like stalkers. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that 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 celebrities are only people. Like that's not that's not what I'm saying here. I'm saying that. Because of the emphasis on celebrities and, and stalkers and stuff like that. I mean, even in that show we watched, they were talking to other celebrities. <laughs> I just don't understand your point, I guess. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's move on. This is not, we're not getting anywhere with this, with this 
train of thought. Yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's derailed early. <laughs> we we can put that train back on <laughs> the tracks, often. Mike. We'll we'll put it back on the tracks. So uh, anyway, he became obsessed with American actress Gina Davis, who became angry after she ended a long term relationship and quickly began a new relationship with another man, and that led to his obsession with. Bjork. In 1993, Lopez became fixated on Icelandic singer Bjork. Uh, again, it was after uh, him viewing her video for Human Behavior, directed by Michelle Gondry. He began gathering information about her life, followed her career, and wrote her numerous fan letters. Initially, Lopez cited her as his artistic muse and said that his infatuation gave him a euphoric feeling. That's got to be a red flag right there. Sorry for the interruption, everybody. We're going to get back to the program soon. But before we do, I'd like to share a few words from BetterHelp. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? If so, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in issues such as depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, and self-esteem. Connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. Anything you share is confidential, and it's so convenient. You can now get help at your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. If you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time, no additional charge. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option, and for Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries listeners, get 10% off your first month with discount code UUM. Um, that's as an Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries. UUM. Uh, so why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash UUM. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash UUM. Now, this is not a crisis line. They do have over four thousand u.s licensed therapists across all 50 states it's available worldwide they have four communication modes text chat phone and video they're available on desktop mobile web android and ios apps convenient professional affordable and you'll get 10 percent off with our discount code uum all right guys back to your regularly okay that was smooth regularly scheduled program anyway as time passed his fixation about bjork's uh, about Bjork became all-consuming, and he grew more disconnected from reality. And if you watch his videos, which, because the internet, they have all of his video diaries, uh, even conveniently in one large chunk on YouTube, they'll have like an hour and 30-minute uh, chunk of uh, his videos. Didn't you say he had like 22 hours of video? Yeah, 22 hours. So they don't have all 22 hours on, on YouTube. Although I'm sure if you really search for it, you could probably find it. But they have large... Not on YouTube because there's some, you know, you know, nudity. Yeah, and you know what's fucked like up that. is uh, I actually saw the suicide portion you of did? it. Yeah, I, saw, I did. Shit. I put, my ha- I put my hands over his head because, um, uh, spoiler alert, he uh, kills himself. But um, I put my hands over the screen where his head was, so I didn't actually see him like blow his head off. But like I, well, apparently that's not even what happened on camera. No, from it, what I read. it is what happened. I, I no, no, I was talking. He did blow his head off, but but not not clean off. No, like it's one of those things it's where it's an it expression, didn't even, dude. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm just I'm, what I'm saying is, it's one of those things where uh, I guess I read that. 
he didn't do it right, so it only didn't even go didn't even go through the back of his head. It just kind of just got lodged in there. Well, he died either way. Yeah, but I mean, it. You know what's disturbing too is like, even though I didn't actually see like the bullet go through his head or whatever, or get lodged in his head or whatever you want to call it, um, I still heard like the sound and the, this yeah. like gurgling, this like yeah, weird ugh, gurgling yeah. noise. Uh-huh. It was a very. I heard. I. It's a bizarre sound. It was very bizarre. I. 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 I, uh, I never really heard that before. It was like. It was almost like he was trying to go ah, but he was like like it's yeah. <laughs> kind of sounded like that. Yes, and his last words though are kind of. It sounds like he's saying her dur. Yeah, her dur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is this anyway? We'll get to that part. So, as time passes, this is blah, blah 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 blah. In his diary, Lopez wrote of longing to be accepted by Bjork and to be a person who had quote an effect on her life. He fantasized about inventing a time machine that would enable <laughs> that would enable him to travel back to the 1970s to become friends with her as a child. His fantasies about Bjork were not sexual. In his diary, he wrote, I couldn't have sex with Bjork because I love her. Yeah, this guy is totally sane. There's no screws loose here at all. I mean, most married people say they're in love and they don't have sex. So, I mean, maybe he's right on no, that I'm track. No, I'm talking about the inventing a time machine to try oh, to travel to the 70s to make a, friends with her as a kid. I was trying to make a joke about how marriage is kind of a sham. But anyway, um, <laughs> Lopez's diary grew to 803 pages, Shit. which is longer so than anything I've ever written. So did the investigator who watched the 22 hours of tape also had, did he also have to read 803 pages of his diary? Yeah, I wonder how that works. Like if, if the case is like cut and dry, like they know exactly what happened. There's not really like a big mystery. Like, like, do they, do they still make like the rookie, you know, like, just go through the 803 pages and be like, here, read the ramblings of some man-titted incel. Like, that's that's got to suck. Anyway, I don't know. I, I shouldn't keep call him an incel because he's not... Te- I mean, I don't know. He kind of is, though, with some of the stuff he says. He does kind of have very incel-like tendencies. So anyway, his diary grew to 803 pages with passages including his thoughts on Bjork as well as his feelings of inadequacy due to being overweight, his disgust and embarrassment over suffering from gynecomastia... Uh, and his inability to get a girlfriend. Yeah, it, it's it's not just man boobs. It's like literally man boobs. Like literally. Yeah. Look boobs. look up a picture of gynecomastia. It's a a man's hairy chest with womanly like tits. Yep. You've seen man tits, but these are man tits. <laughs> these are like breasts. That would be on a woman that are on a man, like nipples, so man nipples and all, like like big nipples and, you know, womanly, I mean, not all, man not all women have that big nipples, but anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> getting weird, but, uh, so yeah, he, he, uh, he was, what is this podcast not weird? That's true. So he had feelings <laughs> of inadequacy. That's how it all, I mean, doesn't all of this shit start from feeling inadequate and rejected by the world in some way or another? I just... I, I don't know, man. It's like I look at this shit and I'm like, geez, I am so glad I turned my shit around. You know, like, yeah, I was just like, like, see, this guy, I guess I can relate to a little bit more because Elliot Roger, like that motherfucker had no excuse, you know, but this guy, like I was much like him in the fact that I like blamed a lot of my shit on the fact that like, oh, I'm fat and gross, blah, blah, blah. Um, he wrote that yeah. he considered himself, quote, a loser who never learned to drive. Uh, well, you are a loser, sir, but it's it's not 
necessarily because you never learned how to drive. I mean, I, I still don't know how to drive, so... <laughs> I mean, it's more common now, I think. Yeah. Uh, a lot of... It's expensive, for fuck's sake. I mean, just new car insurance and all that, and car payments, and Yeah, gas. man, being an adult sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Blah, blah, blah. It, what are you trying to say? Just saying, man. Huh? I'm saying that, that, that if you, if you uh, use public transportation or have your friend borrow your car and take you around, that I mean, I'm saying, you're, I'm saying uh, maybe, you're not an adult. Maybe you don't want to be 40 <laughs> years old still doing those things, is all I'm saying. I don't know. I guess, I guess it depends on where you live. In Florida, yeah. in, in Jacksonville, uh, it's not an option. Public transportation. Well, yeah, exactly. I, t I totally understand yeah. that. Like, in Riverside, there's a lot of people who ride their bicycles. Like, literally chain, you know, like no unmotorized bicycle because mm -hmm. everything's so close together. But, I mean, Riverside's one little cluster of Jacksonville. Anyway, uh, he complained about his menial job as an exterminator that earned him little money. Uh, well, again, you know, I bitched about my job at CVS where I earned a little money and then I got a better job. The diary contained uh, 168 references to Lopez's feelings of failure, 34 references to suicide, and 14 references to murder. He made 408 references to Bjork and 52 references to other celebrities. So to answer your question, Mike, yes, someone did have to go through and not only read this whole fucking thing, <laughs> but count every single... They, he had like a, a laundry list of uh -huh. references he had to be looking out for. Well, here's a feeling of failure. That's 58. Uh, here's another <laughs> Bjork reference. That's uh, 382. My God, that's... Ugh. <laughs> Jeez, the the non-sexy side of being a law enforcement officer. Well, they have to fill out a shit ton of paperwork, too, that the movies and TV shows rarely ever show, other than jokingly. Like, ha, 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 here's the paperwork, or like, uh, now i got to fill out a shit ton of paperwork. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So now we get to the letter bomb plot in his diaries, his video diaries. In 1996, Lopez was living alone in an apartment in Hollywood, Florida. Great. Yeah, of course. It's, yeah, no. I, uh, yeah, Florida. Okay, yes. Uh, I didn't know there was a Hollywood in Florida. There is a Hollywood, Florida. The first time I found out about Hollywood, Florida, I was in, um, I was in eighth grade, and we got a new coach for the football team. And I wasn't on the football team, but I took weightlifting class. Um, yeah. And this guy came in and uh, we called him muscle cock because I don't know. <laughs> he was <laughs> he was bald. He was real. That sounds like a, that's totally a Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> he was bald and he was like really like buff and shit. And he looked he, he looked like every single thing on him was a muscle, including his cock. And that like. <laughs> He like did like curls with his cock, like like ah. like weight curls with barbells, like <laughs> with his cock as long uh, uh, as uh, as well as everything else, you know. Oh so God. we just called him Muscle Cock. But <laughs> so Muscle Cock came into the weight room runtime, and he's like, "Yeah, I just got here from Hollywood." Blah blah blah. And like we're thinking, like, "Oh wow, this is some like big time coach or something." And then we found out he meant Hollywood, Florida. And I'm like, "Wow, there's a Hollywood, Florida that." <laughs> that really like that's 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 a little deceptive without being deceptive because yeah. it's like if you come from a place or if you 
have a name that's similar to a celebrity and you don't specify, oh, not that one. That's kind of like that. The burden is on you at that point every time to tell people, oh, not that Hollywood. And it's just an extra thing that you you're going to have to say because you happen to grow up in a city that has the same name. Or just be lame. Like, like you have to be like, oh, where are you from? Hollywood. Holy shit. Really? Like, no, Hollywood, Florida. What? That's what I'm saying. Like you, he should, he should be prefacing like, like before anyone even has a chance to ask, he should be like, yeah, I just came in from Hollywood. Not, not California, Hollywood, Florida. That would be like, yeah. me. that would be like me. Um, that's like me saying I come from, you know, cause I have to do that all the time with Vancouver. Cause a lot of people are all like, Oh, Vancouver, you know, Canada, eh? you know, I'm like, no, Vancouver, Washington. Which is funny because it's like, like there's it, a Vancouver, Washington. It's, it's close enough to Canada, you know. That's it's weird that yeah. it'd be so close and still be called Vancouver. But that would. But no one has to do that with Portland. There's a Portland, Maine, but nobody's like you know when they say they they grew up in or they were live in Portland. They don't have because to be there's like, nothing oh, interesting Portland, about Oregon. Portland. That's why no one asks because no one cares. <laughs> there's not. Oh, it's a bunch of wow. hipsters. The the or the birthplace of hipsters. Wow. Oh, it's not just it's not just hipsters. There's some other stuff there. What? Well, I gotta think about it. <laughs> okay. I mean, well, I mean, if you're into sports, I mean, if you're into other things, I mean, Nike's headquarters is important. Ooh, Nike. Overpriced, uh, overpriced sneakers. Wow. <laughs> with a little just because oh let's take some sneakers that would have normally cost 20 bucks and put a little fucking swoosh on them and all these idiots will pay <laughs> like triple the price i almost i wanted to get a pair of nikes one time but when i really started examining it i'm like dude this is just like any other fucking shoe that i would get from shoe carnival but it's got a little swoosh on it there's there's a little more to it oh really that. there's oh really what what is it Are they did they put fucking moon dust in it and the other shoes don't have that no it, it's just it's just how the materials that are used and the other and, and the way that they're put together they're not made with as cheap materials as some of the other ones mike do you have stock in nike or something no i don't i'm just i'm just saying oh i don't really wear nikes i wear uh Sony's or uh, or Brooks. Asics are the way to go, baby. <laughs> so anyway, this dude lived in Florida because, of course, he did. Because I can't ha- I can't be around anybody <laughs> fucking normal. So around this time, he read an article in Entertainment Weekly that mentioned that Bjork was in a romantic relationship with musician Goldie. Lopez was angered by this perceived betrayal, which is crazy and ridiculous because there's nothing that would have been betrayed here because you weren't really in a relationship with her. You having a relationship with her in your mind isn't the same. Uh, And the fact that she was involved with a black man writing in his diary, I wasted eight months and she has a fucking lover. And uh, I can't say this, but uh, he said on camera that he was upset by using the racial slur by using the N-word. oh yeah he was calling he was saying he was saying n-word up and down i mean like this mm-hmm. uh, which i don't really understand as soon as i started hearing that like earlier i'm like oh you know you know okay you know i can kind of relate to the guy you know it's just a you know kind of like him all right all right because it just seems like a very introverted guy and has some decent things to say and then he's like effing n-word you're like holy shit like 
fucking racist? Like, dude, <laughs> the hell? Yeah, it's weird too, cause like he's very clearly Hispanic looking. He's half Hispanic. Yeah. He's, you know, so it's like I'm sure his last name is Lopez. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> for somebody who like you know could have faced some like racial persecution himself, it's like wouldn't you have any like don't you have perspective to know that like m- maybe it's fucked up to but do I that mean, to there, someone else? There is a lot of, but I mean, yeah, you would think so, but you know, there are. And, quite a few instances of people you know that's like i've met like um I, I i do the, the i work at a gay bar every friday uh and i host karaoke there uh the the amount of gay people who are like totally not for transgender people is like is wow. astonishing because they like that you got some old school gay guys that feel like they they remember back when it was just lgb lesbian gay uh-huh. bisexual and their argument is, we have had people who have died for our right to whatever. And I guess their feeling is that trans people are just jumping in on that bandwagon when they their struggle is a lot more recent than that of yeah. gay people. I'm not I mean, saying there, that. There's been different. There's been different trans people, you know, around the same time as you know other, you know, gays and stuff like that. That's kind of seems that seems pretty ignorant. My point is, it's funny. Just people, yeah. people can only view things out of their own lens, mm-hmm. their own very specific lens. And if it doesn't apply, like, uh, like, let's say, uh, I, I say, you know, I'm I'm only a quarter Italian, but I look a lot more than quarter, and um. You know, somebody uh, says something like some Italian slur to me or whatever. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with that example. I just basically my point is, is that I think it's funny that it's like if you get that offended when somebody makes a racial slur towards your race, you should you should, you know, have the perspective to see that racial slurs are fucked up in general and not say that about anybody. I don't know. Yeah, I, you, I, you know that that's that that's the ideal scenario. That's the ideal mindset. Yeah, I know. <coughs> I'm a dreamer, Mike. Excuse me. I guess I'm just allergic to bullshit. Apparently. <clears throat> um, but how many times have you used that joke on this podcast? I've used it many times before the podcast. It's <laughs> it's it's a go to. It's a, a break glass in case of sneeze type joke. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this uh, racist, uh, man-boobed, crazy man, he then began fantasizing about how he could punish Bjork. Which sounds very similar to a, a man we talked about last week, who yep. was into punishing uh, people for uh, doing nothing. But in their mind, yep. they did so ma- they've committed so many crimes. Yep. Lopez stopped writing his diary and began filming a video diary in his apartment. According to Lopez, the diary's purpose was to document my life, my art, and my plan. Comfort is what I seek in speaking to you. I am seeing my I am being my own psychologist. You are a camera. I am Ricardo. He recorded 11 videotapes containing approximately two hours of footage each. The tapes contain footage of Lopez preparing his revenge and discussing his crush that ended up as an obsession. 
Lopez's anger over Bjork's relationship with Goldie intensified, and he decided to kill her. In one entry, he states, I'm just going to have to kill her. I'm going to send a package. I'm going to be sending her to hell. And some of the footage, like, he's being... I've heard that some people are saying he's just acting out on video, uh, but it just... A lot of it just seems like it's the precursors to his mental breakdown. Like, he was like, let me show you who I am. And he just, like, goes up and just presses, you know, lifts his cheeks up and sticks his tongue out or something. No, it's like if you've ever, like, put your, like, stretched your eyelids open. Yeah, that's what he does, yeah. And, like, put your fingers in the corners of your mouth and, and, and peeled it back to where you can see yeah. your teeth and gums and all that. And you basically look like a fucking skeleton with eyeballs and i i've yeah. done that before it's freaky i don't like seeing myself that way but now nah, he was doing that and and he's like i'm a monster yeah and uh then he did uh some other stuff too where he just a weird thing where he was like screaming but not really you know like the fake kind of yelling <gasps> <gasps> almost like a uh, masturbatory uh groan it's 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 the masturbating uh, noise that uh, uh, the look at it Omar. Yeah, you know, yeah. When when the look at it Omar guy jerks off. Oh yes, I told you I go at. I told you I go at. <laughs> oh my god. So Lopez initially intended to construct a bomb filled with hypodermic needles, including HIV tainted blood which satisfied his desire to have a lasting effect on Bjork's life. When he realized it would not be feasible to build such a device, <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Like, how are you going to find that blood? That's why the whole uh, urban legends of, like, people leaving, like, sticking uh, HIV-tainted needles and shit into telephone booths and crap like that or I, toilet I always seats. heard it was uh, gas pumps like the handles to gas yeah. pumps you'd go to pump your gas and you would get poked with the needle or whatever yeah but it would have to like not only would it have to poke you but it, 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 it the, the little plunger would have to go down and some would have to get into you I mean if you just yeah get poked with it it's like yeah technically some blood might get in there, but the chance of you getting HIV from it, I don't think would be super high. I don't know. So it's just one of those things where it was just rather implausible that, you know, anyone would have been able to pull that off, you know, just to, to you know, to have these uh, HIV booby traps around. So he realized what most people did, that that's just not fucking realistic and he began constructing a letter bomb using sulfuric acid in a hollowed out book which he planned to have sent to Bjork's home in Lon London, England by her record label and you know what? For a crazy guy who's just isolated and spent a lot of time outside of the world around him I mean he he definitely did show that he was fairly intelligent he definitely lived up to that because if you look at the, the, the package like he put a lot of effort into the the letter and the cover letter and everything. It looks pretty legit. Yeah, no, for sure. No, the book that he constructed, it, it yeah, no, it did. The device was designed to explode and kill or disfigure Bjork as she opened the bomb, as she opened the book, which of course would also be the bomb at the same time. And no, it wouldn't be the bomb 
It would just be something that would just be horrible. So anyway, uh, he would commit suicide after mailing the bomb, hoping that in the event that the bomb killed Bjork, the two would be united in oh, heaven. Oh, of course, yeah, because yeah. you know you're gonna, you're, you're, of course, you're going to heaven. I mean, you kill, uh, you, you killed someone with a book bomb, and then you committed suicide. Um, you know, you're, di- and then def- he has like, it, yeah, definitely going to heaven. And he hit, yeah, definitely. Sorry, more than likely going to go to purgatory or hell <laughs> if there is, if there is such, such a place, a thing. yeah. He'll probably just, you know, get buried and, and be worm, worm chow. Yep. So he started writing all these like crazy shit around his apartment too. His apartment started to look like a hoarder's apartment because you you you, uh, you see footage of what his apartment looked like, and yeah, it looks like a hoarder house. It looks like the the apartment of a hoarder. Just, you know, all this shit strewn everywhere and trash and all this other stuff. And he st- he wrote these messages on the wall. Like, even one that, you know, with the N-word. Derogatory message involving the N-word. And then all this other weird shit, including, like, something called The Best of Me. Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. It was like a... Uh, a picture canvas, like a blank canvas, and he it just said, yeah, the best of me on there, and he kept it behind him. It's yeah. like I'm not seeing anything good about you at all so far. No, if this is if this is if this is the point. best of you, that you're like the big lots of uh, of stuff. If this is the best you have to offer, you're like the, well, the dollar I think general. Big lots would be better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're you're like the fucking goodwill, the family dollar. Yeah. The Salvation Army. Yeah, and that that they show that he has footage of him making a, a the 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 bomb and all that and testing it, and yeah. it shows him um, he puts some kind of dark unknown liquid in there to test it out initially, and he opens the book up and it's disturbing how like well yes. this thing works because it, you just see in this crude video footage which makes it even more creeper. It's like some ISIS quality ass looking video. And it just like splurts all this dark liquid all over this uh, over this co- piece of cardboard that he had that he drew like a stick figure version of Bjork. Yeah, on. this outline of uh, of a person. It just spews all this liquid all over. It's so fucking disturbing that like yeah that kind of shit can be made. Yep. So um. On the morning of September 12, 1996, Lopez began filming his final video diary entry. The final tape titled Last Day, Ricardo Lopez, begins with Lopez preparing to go to the post office to mail the letter bomb. He states that he is, quote, very, very nervous, but that if he arouses suspicion, he will kill himself rather than be arrested. I just don't, dude, how, like, I don't understand how people get to this point to where their life means that fucking little to them that it's that easy for them to just kill themselves like yeah. like they really are on a mission at that point where like they have to do this thing and then they can die and nothing else matters i just that that kind of drive to do something so insane is something i just don't understand yeah it's 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 a it's a mystery and it's been a mystery for many many years and for a long long time it'll continue to be one just like it how somebody just loses their grip on reality what is it that causes that to happen is it a genetic component 
Is it, does it deal with a chemical sort of imbalance? How does that imbalance come to be? Is it genetics? Is it, does it, is it related to events in their life? Is what, what is going on? Is it the mysteries of the mind is something that is so compelling and fascinating. Uh, and we, we still haven't even scratched the surface as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. When it, when it comes to what's going on up, up there and with someone like Ricardo, it just seems like this is the, and some of the, in the ABC primetime special, uh, they were talking about how I think the expert they had on there, who I think was a forensics, uh, uh, was it a detective? I think the girl, the, the woman, I don't remember. So she was brought on there and she was talking about how forensic psychologists should be watching this tape, these tapes, uh, to, uh, learn more about the signals and the different sort of things that they should be looking for when it comes to people who are deranged, uh, who have, uh, gone off the deep end. And I could, I definitely do see the merit in that be rough to watch, but at the same time, if if you are a forensic psychologist, I think it'd be kind of fascinating for them, you know? Because the fact that, you know, th- th- this is the kind of stuff that they're dealing with anyway, and now they have 22 hours of this guy who's just bearing his psychotic soul out there for them to, for them to see. Which isn't always the case with these, with these instances of suicides or murders by these uh, crazed people. Yeah, so after returning from the post office, Lopez resumed filming. As Bjork's music plays in the background, Lopez, nude, shaves his head and paints his face red and green like a really bad uh, like taxi driver knockoff type thing going on here. Yeah. Uh, he examined... And it, that is one of the more disturbing uh, parts of the video that I've seen, Is is that... And at the time, it's kind of, you know, when I first saw it, I kind of laughed, but it was like an uncomfortable laugh. You know, like, what the yeah. fuck, you know, kind of thing. But w- when I think about it, it, it is, it, you are watching someone who is, this is that moment where they're just gone. Well, it's like they were saying in that um, ABC show, I won't call it a documentary because it triggers Mike apparently, but. Um, they're saying uh, the, the expert was saying that, that this person was trying to disassociate themselves with what they were about to do. So shaving the head, painting the Mm -hmm. face, there's some form of disassociation from, from the act. And isn't it crazy that this is, I mean, when I initially found out he was so young, it was kind of surprising because for a guy who was young, like he definitely didn't look that young. Eh, I don't know. I felt like he did. But maybe that's what happens, you know, when stress uh, gets a hold of you. And it really, there is something to be said about that. I mean, there's a lot of people that I know in my family who aren't as old as they look because they've just dealt with so much stress in their life. Yeah, I should be one of those people with these next, these last few days. Um, <laughs> so he examines himself. You're going to be an old man yeah. at, uh, next week. <laughs> No, well, if I get the results back and everything's fine, then I'll fucking be a ha- ha- the happiest man for a while <laughs> until life sets back in and I become complacent yeah. again. Anyway, <laughs> he examines himself in a mirror and tells the camera that he is, quote, a little nervous now. I'm definitely not drunk. 
I'm not depressed. I know exactly what I am doing. The gun is cocked back. It's ready to roll. As Bjork's song, I Remember You, finishes playing, Lopez shouts, This is for you! and shoots himself in the mouth with a 38 caliber revolver. Lopez groans, and his body falls out of the camera's range. At this point, the camera stopped filming. A hand-painted sign bearing the handwritten words, The Best of Me, September 12th, hung on the wall behind him. Police theorize that Lopez intended to cover the sign with his blood and brain matter with the gunshot. Oh, yeah. Like his last final art. Right. That would be an interesting piece of art, like, actually. If if that last final piece of if art, if that if that had worked out, and it had uh, did what he thought it was going to do, that would be a very interesting piece of art. It would be it, because the point of art is to make you feel something. If you saw that said "best of me" and it's got someone splattered rem, like remains on it, that's definitely going to upset people and make them feel something and and. Yeah, start all kinds of but, start all kinds of dialogue about like that, you know you could start so many different discussions based on that art. I mean, there's no way that would have ended up in a gallery. Though. Yeah, but maybe it should though. You know, uh, I don't know. Maybe it should. It's pretty, pretty fucking disturbing, right? But that's the point. Like, I, I, I wouldn't consider it to be interesting. I just think it's just fucked up. Well, that's the point of art is to make you feel that way or to make you feel good or to make you cry or to make you laugh, but to make you feel something. And, um, I don't know, man. It's like, that's one of those extreme kind of like Gigi Allen type artist, you know, like if you want to consider that. It sort of remind me of, uh, Tim Roth's character in, in, uh, Tales in the Crypt, uh, episode called Easel Kill Ya. Okay. That is such a Where fucking like specific struggle. reference, Mike. He's You're going to help me out. Yeah. Cause it's a it's a say it's an episode and he's a struggling artist who ultimately he accidentally i think he finds uh, a dead body and he starts writing uh doing this uh artwork with the blood and then eventually it just escalates because he gets this rich guy who likes his art and pays him to do more of these and he kills someone and then uses their blood to do another painting of the murder. Yeah, with the it blood. is similar. So on September 16th, a foul odor and blood were noticed coming from Lopez's apartment. Oof. Um, the Hollywood Police Department entered and discovered Lopez's decomposing corpse. Yeah, I heard that it was like days later, too. Yeah. Like, like uh, maybe even like a week or so. Like, just imagine being the the police department uh, members who were w- walking into that. Yeah. Like, it, it almost made me throw up in my mouth just thinking about it. Jeez, Mike, you, you have a, uh, a very weak uh, uh, c- composure there, if that's all. It's, I mean, <laughs> it's, I, it didn't show any of it. It's just, you know... No, I mean, just think about it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I guess I could put myself in that position without actually being in that position. And I'm like, yeah, that would be disturbing. But I, I'd have to actually like be in that situation to like be throwing up in my mouth. I can hear about it and be, and be fine though. Um, well, usually I can. It's, it's just, it's just, I just had these, these really vivid images that started popping in my head. So. <laughs> Mike's going to have night terrors now because of this episode. <laughs> nah, that's not going to happen. So written on the wall was a message reading, the 8mm videos are a, documenta- a documentation of a crime. 
terrorists matter. They are for the FBI. The Broward County Sheriff's Office evacuated the building while the bomb squad searched for further explosives, though the device Lopez sent was the only one constructed. After viewing Lopez's final tape, police contacted Scotland Yard in the United Kingdom to warn them that the potentially explosive package was en route to uh, Bjork's residence in London. The package had yet to be delivered. The Metropolitan Police intercepted it from a South London post office and it was safely de detonated. There had been little danger of Bjork receiving the letter bomb as her mail was vetted through her management's office. Oh, okay. Unbeknownst to Lopez, Bjork and Goldie had endured their relation had ended their relationship a few days before he mailed the bomb and killed himself. Wow. I mean, I don't know what difference that makes. Who can't who no, cares? It, doesn't. It, just, it just makes it kind of it makes it kind of uh Yeah, I mean, I still know. though, it's like that extra detail is almost like it doesn't matter. Like he's still he's still a fucked up piece of shit, whether they're together he is, or not. Definitely, but maybe he might not have gone as far as he did. Uh, I, I honestly, I feel like people like that are better off not being in the world than being in the world. If they're that fucking, I mean, I don't know. I guess if you're not hurting anyone, you know, more power to you. But uh, eh. if you're on the, if you're teetering, I think you should have been. I think you should have been institutionalized. Yeah, That's what I think yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. That's probably the better thing. So you want to take aftermath? So, uh, after Lopez's suicide, Bjork said in a statement that she was very distressed by the incident. She said, it's terrible, very terrible. It's a very sad thing that someone would shoot his face off. And I make, I make music, but in other terms, you know, people shouldn't take me too literally or get, and get involved in my personal life. She also said a, sent a card and flowers to Lopez's family. Oh, really? Wow, Bjork, that's crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, they were apparently not fuck-ups who were good people. No. Bjork left London for Spain where she recorded her album Homogenic. She also hired security for her son Sindri who was escorted to school with a minder. A year after Lopez's death, Bjork discussed the incident in an interview. And she's quoted here, I was very upset that somebody had died. I, w I couldn't sleep for a week. And I'd be lying if I said it didn't scare the fuck out of me. That I could get hurt and most of all that my son could get hurt. Lopez's family and friends were aware of his obsession with Bjork. They maintained that they had no idea that Lopez harbored violent thoughts or was capable of violence. At one point, Lopez's brother told, told him to get a real woman you're obsessed. A psychiatrist who treated Lopez for anxiety shortly before his death also stated that Lopez did not appear dangerous. Lopez's videotapes, including his suicide, were confiscated by the FBI and released to journalists. So in 2000, the 70-minute documentary, The Video Diary of Richard Lopez, was released, uh, directed and edited by... Ricardo. <laughs> oh, I keep saying Richard. <laughs> Whatever. Um, directed and edited by Sammy Safe, the film's condensed version of Lopez's 22-hour video uh, diary. Safe decided to limit the film's availability as, quote, I want to be there when people see the film because there are all sorts of things about Ricardo Lopez on the internet. Uh, I like to be able to talk to people about what it is they've actually seen. Yeah, they have that on YouTube now. If you want to go and watch it, I don't. I wouldn't recommend it. It's uh, the ramblings of a fucking madman, honestly. So, did you watch it? I watched a little bit of it. I mean, this is shit. No one would care about if he hadn't done that. You, you know, yeah. the only reason people would even watch it is because of what he did. Well, I think there might have been some people like 
psychiatrists that would probably care about it. They'd use it as like a as stuff to study. But uh, yeah, it wouldn't be as he wouldn't be as infamous as he is. Yeah, had he not today. had he not actually like killed somebody. Well, <laughs> he didn't really kill anyone. He killed himself. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I, I literally, I, I literally just got distracted. Then I'm sorry. I was checking Facebook. Sorry about that. Um, the 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 uh, social media platform that kills brain cells. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I get easily distracted. So yeah, that's the case. I mean, it was pretty disturbing. Um, I mean, yeah, because there's just so much video footage. Yeah. And you know. They even they have they they talk about stalkers and they touched on that in the uh, do- the thing on ABC. Uh, they had yeah, where they had uh, Dan Aykroyd yeah, and his they wife. They had Dan Aykroyd and his wife. Uh, his wife, what was her what was her name? Christy? Was it Christy? Uh, no, I don't remember. Anyway, she was she was an actress and um, she got a stalker basically because she- when she was sixteen. She was driving this particular car and she pulled up to this like older guy who had the same car and she said, you have great taste. And the guy literally started following her. And yeah. I mean, it was just so, you know, minor, you know, so basically Donna Dixon. There you go. So the moral of the story is, folks, uh, don't talk to anybody ever. <laughs> um, don't talk to strangers because they are most likely going to stalk you. And build a bomb that sprays acid on your face. The dude, dude, this guy. They they even show video footage of him. Uh, he wanted to get uh, sulfuric acid, but then he found out that it wasn't uh, strong enough for his purposes. So then he looked into uh, was it chlor uh, chloritic acid or some shit? No, no, no. I mean, he he did do sulfuric acid. I think no. So. It was there's an uh, there, what kind of acids are there? Yeah, oh, a letter bomb using sulfuric acid. Well, he was going to do a different kind of acid. So then he eventually decided to do sulfuric acid because sulfuric acid was stronger. Maybe he's doing hydrochloric. Yeah, I think it was hydrochloric. And he tested it on what, like some salami or yeah, something? Yeah, he tested the sulfuric acid on salami <laughs> and it like blackened it and there were holes in it and all this kind of shit. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, imagine what that would do to someone's face or whatever. And man, that's just well, so yeah, fucked up. It, it's it's it is. It's really fucked up. And I thought the investigator or was it the uh, interviewer made a great point was talking about how uh, people who have gotten disfigured by somebody, they the, the obsession uh, switches. And they become obsessed with the person who disfigured them. I thought that was quite a, quite an uh, interesting statement. And I, I definitely do think there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, for instance, the woman who got shot in the face in the Unsolved Mystery segment and like lost half her face, I'm pretty sure she probably thinks about that guy who showed up in a black truck and just made her life hell and never the same almost every day. Yeah. I don't I don't think I've ever had a stalker. You have. <laughs> I won't mention their name, but they, <laughs> I think you know who I'm talking about. I do, but she's <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> she doesn't really like actually. It's it's internet stalking, which isn't really. I, mean, I wouldn't Mike, say it's the she's same. chosen you. <laughs> Out of the both of us, she's chosen you. Well, it's because she knows she's she knows me from before this podcast. That's why she likes you. <laughs> I don't know. It could end up being your wife one day. Who the fuck knows? No, not going to happen. All right, guys, that's all the time we got for this podcast. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for listening once again. You can check out our uh, Patreon page by going to patreon.com slash uncovering unexplained mysteries. You'll get the podcast early. Uh, We're working on getting some some various bonus segments up there. Me and Mike have been really busy. We're going to be getting on that. Uh, It is a constant priority. Um, you can like our Facebook. You can join our Facebook group by going to Facebook and typing in uncovering unexplained mysteries. Uh, hit the groups tab, join our group. There's very great stuff in there if you're a fan of the show Unsolved Mysteries. And you can interact with a very uh, non-toxic community of fans. I would say our 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 Facebook group is the least toxic group I've ever been in. Um, and finally, if you are interested in more of me and Mike separately, but always entertainingly equally, you can check us out on our YouTube channels. Mike's is youtube.com slash OCP communications. He is a movie guy. Mike, what's the last movie you talked about? Uh, I just talked about uh, the Larry Cohen film Special Effects, which uh, the lead actress is uh, a special effect in herself because she's so terrible in this movie that she might as well have been a uh, work of special effects uh, mastery made out of latex and foam rubber because her performance is that fucking stilted. Uh, uh, it wasn't over. I wasn't really a big fan of that one, but it's been interesting and uh, definitely worthwhile to check out Larry Cohen's uh, filmography or at least part- parts of it after his death. All right. So check that out. And he's got a bunch of other movie reviews and various other things on there. I see you're using, uh, for your my worst movie theater experiences, uh, you're using the stock image of the uh, movie theater. I, I used that same image myself when I did <laughs> the uh, top 10 best songs only found on movie soundtracks yeah. video that absolutely flopped. Uh-huh. It went nowhere. I like that. I like that. Dude, I love that video. But... I did such a good job, too. I was like really high like production and shit. Yeah. And nothing. Like, I'm literally switching my YouTube format. Like... I'm going to do much less of those high production videos because I found that as like content really is king as far as like you really do kind of have to talk about shit that's kind of happening now or kind of relevant. Yeah, but like for me, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know, man. It's I mean, like, I don't get that many views at all. A lot of the current videos I've been doing, but I get enough people who leave comments that are like really nice and kind. Yeah. And See, yeah, I don't. I, that's just enough for me to, even if I only get 300 views, yeah. it's like if, if I can get one person to check out an obscure film that uh, they've never heard of, then, then, then I've more than done uh, my job. Yeah, that's true. Or, or, or done something that was worthwhile. Anyway, you can check out my YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash dancing with ghosts. Didn't you talk about. Uh, some music thing, right? Yeah, the la- latest video I did, uh, it's Dancing with Ghosts, by the way. I think Mike might have spoken when I said that, so people might not have <laughs> caught it. But um, yeah, last video I did was uh, why bands use backing tracks. There's been um, this big kind of, in the music community, there's been this big kind of push and pull over the last probably, I don't know, 15 or 20 years over 
backing tracks and like the uh, efficacy and the legitimacy of uh, bands who use them. Like, uh, is that band even a legit band if they're having to use backing tracks in any way? And when I say backing track, I mean, maybe you're singing live and you're playing the guitar, but you're not, you know, your drums are tracked because you, you either can't find a drummer or you just don't want to have a drummer. You don't want to go through the headache of finding a drummer and doing all that. So you just, you know, track the drums. You might track the bass or, you know, something like that. A lot of bands are using them now. And then there's a lot of like snobby elitist musicians out there. That's like, oh man, if it's not all hundred percent live, it's bullshit. And, um, obviously it's my band dancing with ghosts. We use backing tracks in our live performances. So I'm obviously on the side for backing tracks. Um, but I, I make a whole video kind of explaining the, ins and outs of using them and why they're a good thing. They're not a bad thing unless you are relying on them a hundred percent and are putting no effort into your show. Then, then yes, you are just being a lazy bastard at that point. But yeah, that's that video. And there's a bunch of other videos I do on my channel. You just have to go and check it out, man. Uh, that's all there is to it. Anyway, as for me and Mike, we will see you again next week. Have a good rest of your night. See ya. Ladies and gentlemen, my new album, Hex, is finally available on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere else where music can be found. Also, we still have our special edition physical CD available at bandcamp.com. Check the link in the description of this podcast. Now enjoy some of the samples from my new CD. podcast world is growing bigger every day and Himalaya wants to help you navigate it. Himalaya is a brand new podcast app where you can find every single podcast you love and some future faves. Whether you're a podcaster or a fan, Himalaya has got your back. Discover personally curated playlists and show your favorite podcasters some love with Himalaya's tip jar. 
It's free, it's the easiest to use, and they are adding cool new features every day. Go to your app store and download Himalaya. That's H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A. And don't forget to follow Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries once you're there.